Well, hey there. Welcome to this bonus episode of the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast. I'm your host, Amy Porterfield. And in this special bonus episode, I'm chatting with my student, Lauren Kilgore. Lauren recently did a digital course launch where she generated $35,000. Now, let me take you back a few years to set the scene. A few years ago, Lauren was a single mom and she would put her daughter to sleep at nighttime and she liked to craft. So when her daughter went to sleep, she would work on wreaths and she'd create these beautiful wreaths for all the different seasons. And when her friends and family would see them, they'd say, make me one of those. Those are gorgeous. We love them. I want one. So she started to make them for her friends and family. And then of course they said, these are so good. You should sell them. So Lauren thought, well, I'll give it a shot. She opened up a Facebook business page and a shop on Etsy, and she began to sell her wreaths. However, she wasn't really selling many. It wasn't really working as planned. All her friends and family were buying them, but nobody else was finding her on Etsy. So she started to do some research and she thought, you know what? I've got to fix this. If I'm going to sell these online, if I'm going to use Etsy, I've got to know how to sell on Etsy. I need to know how to be seen and how to get the customers and how to make sure that I'm making the most of this. So she went to work. She hired a business coach. She did her research. She studied online and she learned how to sell on Etsy and she got really, really good at it. And so she realized you know what? I've got a skill set here that a lot of people don't have. So other crafters, people that would create different handmade crafts online and sell them on Etsy, they started asking Lauren, how are you selling so much? How are you doing that? How did you dial in your Etsy shop the way you have it now? And so she started to teach other people how she did it. And so recently she thought, I'm turning this into a digital course. So she became a student of my program, Digital Course Academy, and she outlined her entire course. She learned how to launch. She put together her webinar and she launched her digital course on how to sell on Etsy. And again, she made $35,000 and has not looked back. She's only looking forward, looking toward her next launch. So I thought before she launches again, I've got to grab her attention, sit her down and talk to her about how she launched her digital course online. We're going to talk about what worked, what didn't work, where she struggled and her success secrets as well. And so we're going to dial it all in in this conversation. And I can't wait to take you behind the scenes. Okay, I won't make you wait any longer. Let's go ahead and bring on Lauren. Hey there, Lauren. Welcome to the show. Hi, how are you? I'm wonderful, thank you. And I'm delighted that you've agreed to chat with us about your course creation journey because I know you're going to inspire so many people. So first of all, you are a member of Digital Course Academy, which means that you, you're not only a member, you're a star student, which means (laughs) you created a a course and you have successfully launched it. So first of all, congratulations. Thank you. And I have to tell you, it's a funny story because I went back and looked at my very first post in Digital Course Academy in the Facebook group. And my very first post, I said, I wanted to be one of your success stories. And here I am today. And it's like fate, you know, I mean, it's insane that I wrote that way back, you know, six months ago. And then here I am today with actual success. I set a goal and it was great. It yeah. was it was so funny because when I was going over my notes to interview you, 
Jill, my content manager, took a snapshot of your very first post in our private yeah. group. And I read the first line and you said, I'm going to be a success story. Yeah. And yeah. I love that. I mean, when you just declare it and you make it so, that's really powerful. So I just recently saw that and I thought, oh, dang, that's really good. So <laughs> here you are. And you took it one step further because I don't have everybody on the show. And we saw yeah. your success and we thought we've got to get her on the show. So oh, I'm, ex- I'm excited for you to share your story because you are an expert at teaching other creatives how to get their Etsy sites up and running so that mm-hmm. they can make money on their handcrafted items. Did I say that right? Yep, that sounds good. Yep. Okay, great. And you also are an expert in wreath making and that's how this right. whole thing got started. So <laughs> right. t- tell my listeners how you got started because you didn't start as an expert on Etsy and you didn't even right. know that you had this great talent that you could make money with. So how did this all right. get going? Well, it's kind of a funny story. It, I mean, I feel like there's a couple of different factors that kind of went into it, but I'm a person who one needs to always stay busy. So I was back several years ago, I was a single mom. My ex-husband was in the Navy and he was deployed a lot. We had no local family. So, you know, it was kind of quiet around the house. I had just one daughter and at night she went to bed. I I didn't know what to do. So at first I honestly, I got a master's degree. (laughs) And when that was done, I was like, okay, what am I going to do now? And I started making crafts just for my own house. And then, um, you know, people saw them and decided, you know, they thought they wanted to buy them. And I thought, well, maybe I could make a little extra money here doing this. And at the time, um, the company that I worked for, like during the day was having some change up and a little bit of instability. And my husband also works there. So I kind of wanted to make sure that I had a little bit more stable income. And, you know, as as everything grew, and, you know, I just, yeah, I started making grease. It was fun. It was like a little hobby, but then it turned into, you know, more of a stable income for me. And then I realized that in the wreath making community, there was not a lot of people that knew how to sell them. There was a lot of people that knew how to make them and they could sell them on Facebook and whatever, but there Etsy was still sort of like a mystery to a lot of people. There wasn't a, there wasn't an expert that had stood out to any of us yet as the expert in Etsy. So once I realized that I could, I knew how to do it, I thought I could teach others how to. Which is such a fantastic thing to realize. Wait a second, I'm really good in this one area and I could teach other people how to do it. And that's such a fantastic thing when you realize, wait a second, I'm really good at this and I could teach other people how to do it. And so you realized you had this talent of teaching, not only making wreaths, but teaching other people how to make money on Etsy. And at the time, like when you first started making wreaths at nighttime, when your daughter went to bed, I bet you never thought, one day I'm going to create a course and teach other people how oh, to make money, no. right? Like that <laughs> no wasn't probably way. even in your mind. No way. I mean, it wasn't even in my mind that I could make enough money selling wreaths that people, it would be profitable. So, so yeah, taking it a, another step, I never would have thought, no. Yeah, I think a lot of my students are in a place like, who am I to be teaching this? Or I can't even right. imagine that would be a thing. But What happens is, and tell me if you agree or if you have a different take on this, once you get into motion, once you start taking action, once you start doing, things start to fall into place and you almost don't even know it. Would you agree? Oh, yeah, it did. I don't remember when it actually like transitioned because I really do think it was just sort of a gradual thing that 
I was making these wreaths and, and, and there's a whole bunch of Facebook groups on, you know, on wreaths and wreath making and people share their designs and they share their tips and whatever. And I was answering questions all the time in there about Etsy and people were like, I'm trying to sell this. How the heck do I do it? How do I list it? And I was answering, finding myself in there all the time, answering questions and sharing my knowledge. And then that's when I think, you know, a light bulb went off that I could sort of turn that into a business as well that I can't, you know, I can make a ton of wreaths, but I kind of figured out that unless I had more people working with me, I couldn't really scale that. I, I can only make so many wreaths in a day and it wasn't going to be quite the profit that I wanted. So that's why I sort of pivoted a little bit to more digital products. I wrote an ebook and then I, and then starting the courses because I knew that then I could reach a lot more people with a lot less cost. Exactly. <laughs> free supplies are expensive. So yeah. Right. Okay. So let's talk about this ebook that you wrote because you did that before you launched your course. And we're going to get yes. into all the launch details and price of the course and all the details around your success. But before we get there, you wrote an ebook. What was the ebook right. about? It was just a start to finish um, how to create an Etsy shop, but it wasn't quite as in-depth as my courses. It was just, it's like 50 pages, but not every page is full, but it just went over every topic um, that I thought was important that I had sort of learned over my years. And I just put it all down on paper. How much did you sell it for? It sells right now for only 20 bucks. Okay. Gotcha. So you've got this ebook, you sold it for $20 and then you decided that you were going to create a course on how to sell on Etsy. And one of the cool things, and I want to get really specific here because this isn't more about my course, but in general, a mindset You mentioned in my private Facebook group that Digital Course Academy is one of the only courses that you've ever finished. So Uh (laughs) tell me why you think that is, because a lot of people buy courses and never finish them. Yes. Well, I think that I really, what I really liked about Digital Course Academy, it was just that it was so practical and it was so exactly what I was looking for. And you're just so good at keeping our attention and keeping our motivation up and our spirits up. And it really did encourage me to finish it. I knew this is what I wanted to do. And I knew that if I could follow this to the end, that you know, this was, these were your processes. These were the, what you have done. If I could follow that, I could at least have some piece of that success in my own business. I know that it works. It's Proven. I love that. That's, so if I could just get to the end. Yeah. If you could just follow someone who's gone before you, follow the framework they use, you can see some kind of success in your own business. And right. I, I love that mindset around it for sure. Okay. So let's talk about this. After you took Digital Course Academy earlier this year, you launched in April. So when right. you took Digital Course Academy it was in January, you launched in April. I like that time frame between the two, learning it, getting things ready, launching so fantastic. And you made $35,000 with yeah. your launch. First of all, congrats. Crazy. That is a lot of money. <laughs> a lot. Yes. From zero to that. Yes, a lot. <laughs> I know you're remarried now, right? Yes. What did your husband think when you made $35,000 with an online launch? I mean, I, I, w- I showed him, you know, the, the dollars going up on my phone and he would just stare at me. <laughs> right. He's like, 
what in the world? Like he does, he so does not know this online world. He doesn't even have a Facebook page, uh, profile. Like he's not on Facebook. He's not on anything. He has no idea about this whole world. And he's just looking at me like, what in the world have you it, done? <laughs> it's such a cool thing. I always ask whether I'm talking to a guy or a girl, if they're married, I always say like, what did your spouse think? Because I remember the, it's funny you say $35,000. That was my first big launch was $35,000. And oh. I remember showing Hobie and I teased that like, he looked at me like either I was doing something illegal or I had two right. heads, like what <laughs> right. in the world is going on? And right. so it's really exciting to share that with somebody and say like, look what I've done. So first of all, I bet he was so proud of you for sure. Oh yeah, And he which is. is a really fun thing. And I know that you have kids and you're able to contribute to your family at this, at a bigger level when you launch like this. So it's really exciting. So when you launched, okay, a few questions. Number one, what was your goal when you launched? What did you, what were you hoping to make? I was hoping for 50 people. Okay. 50 people in your course. How much is your course? It's 397. Great price point. Okay. 397. Did you do a payment plan or an upsell or anything like that? I did do a payment plan and I also had offered um, some previous customers a coupon that they could use on it. So some of them didn't pay $397, but that's what the price was. Yeah. Got it. So your goal was around $20,000. So you Mm -hmm. obviously blew your goal out of the water, which is so exciting. And how many modules were in your course for $397? What did the course look like? It's dripped over six weeks and every you know, each week has had like three to four, some five videos um, in each of them. Gotcha. And how many students, if you made 35,000, how many students is that? 93. 93 students, which is exciting. (laughs) I saw your note that um, like seven people after you closed the cart still wanted in, which is so funny because you're like, hello, where were you guys when I was launching? But it always happens. And I love that you, you let them in. That's the beauty of creating our own launches, our own courses. We get to decide if people get to come in after or not, like we get to make up all the rules. And, and I think that's cool that you let them in there. So 93 students were welcomed in, which is so amazing. Now you dripped the course. So for my total newbies who have never created a course yet. Dripping means that every single week she released a new module, which is what I do for Digital Course Academy. And dripping, the strategy there is that you don't overwhelm people with too much content at once because sometimes it feels like you're drinking from a fire hose. So one of the things that you can do is every week you put out a new module and so you go through the journey with them. That's another huge perk of dripping the content. You know where everybody is during your course journey and you can speak to that module because everyone's on the same week. And here's the beauty of it though. In one of your posts in Facebook, I know this is crazy. So you guys pay attention. This is not typically how I teach it, but I love when people do things on their own and still have success. Your (laughs) course was not created. No, it's a big Amy no, no, (laughs) (laughs) but I I love this because this is something that if my students want to do it this way, go on with your bad self. If you feel (laughs) like you can handle it, it, to me, it feels more stressful. I've done it both ways, but let's break this down. And then I want you to kind of talk about your experience. So Mm -hmm. what I teach in digital course Academy is that I want you to create your course and then launch it. So I want your videos recorded and edited, ready to go. And then you launch. And the reason 
I teach it this way is because if you sell it and then you start creating all of it and you, um, when you drip it, you could just create one module at a time, but there's mm. an added stress of, holy cow, I better get this done. And you're always kind of rushing to get the content done. So I tell my students, I don't want you to have that extra stress with your first course. So just get it all done and then sell it. However, some people don't want to do it that way. And I love Lauren that you know yourself. You said you work great under pressure. You mm-hmm. do good work in the last minute. So you just be, essentially you pre-sold your course and then you created week by week. Is that right? Right. Yeah. I knew the content was good and I knew however I could create it, it was going to be good. And that's why I took Digital Course Academy. It was to learn how to deliver it. I knew it was going to be good. I just needed to know how to deliver it. And yeah, I mean, I was, I do, I work better under pressure and I knew that if I had a whole bunch of time, I wouldn't use it. So I, I put my, hug my feet to the fire and I, yeah, I created one module a week and, and you got it done. It was great. Yeah. And I love that. So what she did do is she had an outline. She knew exactly what mm-hmm. was going to be in the modules and what she was going to deliver. She knew her content well, then she sold it. And so let's say she sold it and she closed the cart. And let's just pretend that on that, a week later, the course started. So she Mm -hmm. gets her first module done. She loads it up into Kajabi, which I know you used. And then she delivers the first module. And while everybody's going through the first module, she can work on module two. Definitely, that is a way to do it. And it for sure works. And a lot of times, if someone's a little unsure if their their topic's going to sell, they'd like to pre-sell just to see what happens. And that's another thing that you can do. So there are options here. So dripping the course work for you. And tell me this, did you have a private Facebook group? Yes. Okay. And what did you do in that private Facebook group when, when it was for members only, of course. So um, what went on in your private Facebook group? Mostly I had it for so that I could do the weekly Q and A's live in there, but also so that I could, you know, just sort of check in every week, I would let them know, hey, the new videos are available to you, go log in on Kajabi and, and watch them. Or if I had additional information I wanted to share with them, there was a few, you know, posts here and there, some changes that Etsy had made kind of as we were going through the course, and I wanted to let them know, things like that. So sort of like an announcements and and things like that. Great. And so if you launch this course again, let's say now that the course is done, would you drip it again or would you give it all at once? I would drip it. I actually did a survey of my, um, the members and asked them what they would like and the majority wanted dripped. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Okay. So let's see here. Give me some of your big takeaways, uh, around, creating this course and launching it. I know one of your takeaways, I want you to talk a little bit about this is the fact that you have a full-time job, a husband, Mm -hmm. a teenager, and a toddler. So that does not leave a lot of room for launching a course as well. So you got help from a virtual assistant. Is that right? Yes. It was very helpful. Okay. Talk to me how you used your virtual assistant. So I used her. She was great for when I did my webinars, she could could um, be in the chat and she could give people the links. She could answer questions for me. She um, gathered questions and then um, would send them to me so that at the end I could do a little Q&A. She helped me by managing, you know, who signed up when for the bonuses and, you know, getting their access into the group and their access into Kajabi and everything. And it was so helpful to have 
somebody there, especially when I was on webinars, have somebody there because the first one, the tech issues were horrible. And that was partially my fault, but I'd never done webinars and I didn't really know what I was doing and Zoom and things like that. And to have somebody, just a buddy there to reassure me, to help me, to put the links in when, because our links weren't working and it was making me <laughs> start to panic. Yes. But she was there to, and she had the links and she could give the people in the chat and she said, you know, and it, it worked out fine in the end. But yeah, to having somebody there, I mean, I think I would have really panicked and, and right. wanted to shut the whole thing down, but having somebody there was helpful. So talk to me about your mindset during those tech issues. Let me tell you guys, if you're listening and never launched a digital course and you want to use webinars or videos to launch, you will have tech issues. There's no way around it. At one point or another during a launch, you will. I still do 10 years later. So how did you manage your mindset through some of those tech issues? I just tried to be as professional as I could. I just try to take a deep breath and realize, you know what, it's, we're going to figure it out one way or another. Okay, these links weren't going to work, but you know, we'll figure out other links that work or I'll, I'll be able to email them later with the right information. I just tried not to panic too much and you know, just realize that it's not the end of the world. They got the most of the content that I wanted them to get. And then I could figure out how to get the the links to them later. Yeah. You just kind of roll with the punches and you just make it work. So I love though that you had a VA that supported you through the process. And look, if you guys are thinking, well, I can't really afford a VA yet. I'm not ready for that. There's always ways to barter or to trade or like I did and got my best friend to sit on my first webinar with me so I wasn't alone. <laughs> so there's there's always a way to get extra support. But if you're scared to do this alone, definitely ask for help or if you can pay for it. So that's always really helpful. Inside Digital Course Academy, I have a special bonus, 20 easy ways to use a virtual assistant when you're creating your course and launching. So there's a lot of details in there on how to use a VA so that you can have that extra support you want. Okay. So let's talk about some standouts that you've experienced that really work for you when you're creating your course and launching. Like share with me what really worked. For me, it was one, having the VA that really worked and helped reassure me. I think two, having a larger social media presence um, really worked for me. i don't have the biggest email list. I kind of did everything backwards. I started List Builders Lab after Digital Course Academy, wrong order. <laughs> but I had people on Facebook because I was doing regular live videos and they already knew me. And I think that that helped you know, account for some where I might've been lacking in some other areas. How did you grow your email list so that you, or your audience on social so that you did have people? Honestly, by posting regularly four times a day, being there all the time, doing lives once or twice a week, just showing up all the time as much as I possibly could. I mean, in my list, it's interesting because I mean, really when I, my list is a sort of a mixed market. I mean, I started out with wreath buyers and then I was turning it into wreath makers. So I have a list that's sort of a, a compilation of a couple of different, you know, people, but I was able to, I know it's not, you don't necessarily um, promote a wait list, but I did a wait list. Yes. Um, and I, I had some freebies, but I also had, I just put posts up and said, here's the wait list for, you know, the courses that are coming out and people would join. And yeah, and that I got a lot of people that way just because they were interested because just because there was no market for it, right? There was nobody out there doing what I was getting ready to do. So 
Right. That really helped too. Definitely. Now you did something fun during your launch. You did something that I actually saw Stu McLaren do with his launch, but I think you did it first where you had a wall of sticky notes. What was that about? That was cool. So it was the very last night and I turned on my Facebook live and I had written down everybody's name on a little post-it and I turned on my Facebook live and I just started putting sticky notes on the wall one by one by one. And as people were coming in, I was, I wasn't even talking. I was just putting sticky notes on the wall and it took so much time. You just really realized how many people had already joined. And I think it really created FOMO, I think a fear of missing out because people were like, oh, I see my friends up there and they're doing it too. And people would see their names and they got so excited that they were recognized and they could see them up there. And people realized, well, you know, all these other people are trusting her. Maybe we could trust her too. And that night, you know, I got a ton more of signups. Yes, it was the last night, but two, I think that people really they really liked that. They thought it was a little personal touch. Yeah, so fun. And it definitely creates FOMO. And it shows like, wait, there's real people signing up. For some reason, it makes it more tangible, which I think is fun. Now, speaking of you doing a Facebook Live on the last night, I know you were saying a few things you do differently. So I want to point out that when you live launch, The greatest thing ever is that I encourage my students to live launch more than once. So the second time around, you can do things differently. You can make things better. You can fix the things you didn't like. And so I always encourage my students that after a launch, do a quick debrief, jot down some notes of things that you would like to do differently next time. And Lauren did that and she posted in our private Facebook group. That's why these private Facebook groups for Digital Course Academy are so valuable because people share their wins and their struggles and everything in between. So you really get to learn from each other. And one of the things, Lauren, you posted is that you would do more Facebook lives in the final days. Why, Mm -hmm. why is that? That's what my people are used to. Now I did want to, you know, try the webinars also, because I know that you've used that and that, and it worked, it did work. But I think also my people are really used to me showing up Facebook live and they're, you know, it's a little bit more, I guess it's a little bit more low key and a little bit more personal maybe than a, than a webinar with slides, just for the people that know me that, cause I usually sit there and I'm creating a wreath or we're just chit chatting about whatever. So I think that, you know, I think I would do that for, you know, trying to interest some of the other audience, but also just to put more videos out there, just to be out there as much as I possibly could, just to remind people that, hey, this is what's going on. This is when the cart's closing and just to remind people, you know, because I think people people forget so easily if you don't show up all the time. It's so true. How, how long was your cart open for? Um, I think it was... It wasn't two weeks. It was maybe a week or a week and a few days. A little longer than a week. Um, Yeah. And so one of the great things about using Facebook Live and doing webinars. So as you all know, I teach webinars to sell courses and I teach webinars outside of Facebook. I, I've experimented with both. And I feel that when you do a webinar on Facebook, there are definitely perks, meaning more people are hanging out there and they might catch it while you're in the newsfeed. They're also very distracted on Facebook. And we've done some tests where people don't stay as long on your webinar when it's on Facebook. However, again, you're likely getting more eyeballs. So a few things. One, 
I love the idea of experimenting because some of my students do all of their webinars on Facebook and it works really well for them. So experimenting, maybe doing a, a webinar off of Facebook, like on Zoom or Demio, and then also doing a webinar on Facebook during your, let's say, 10-day launch. I think that's a great experiment. Also, I love what you're saying, Lauren, about your audience is used to seeing your face a little bit more low key, not as many slides. So playing around with how you deliver the information is also a really great idea. I have some students that the uh, the type of webinar I teach in DCA isn't really their style. So they'll take some key elements I teach and then make them their own and they do Facebook lives or they'll even do Instagram lives and it works for them. So the great thing is understanding your audience and really kind of getting a feel for what they want, but you've got to launch more than once. So I'm assuming you're planning on launching this again. Yeah, I'm planning on launching. Well, I have two sort of two courses, an intro course and an intermediate. And I'm planning on launching the intro course again, this late summer, fall. And then yeah, and then we'll try and do, you know, two to three a year if we can. Um, But then for at least for definitely for us wreath makers, like the fall Christmas season gets really busy. So nobody's going to want to be studying then. So I'm going to wait until next year to to run again. Great. Yeah. I think that's fantastic. Especially, I love the idea that you have two different courses. That's why I have my list building course, because that is for those who are just getting started and they want to create a course, but they really want to build their email list and nurture it. And then they move into course creation. And so having a beginner and intermediate course is always a great idea. You got to start somewhere with one of those, but the fact that now you have two is fantastic. And I love that you shared some of those things that work for you, like working with a VA and doing your Facebook lives and having your post-it note strategy, which I think is really cool. And then debriefing the things that you would do differently. I've got your post in front of me and and just to run through a few quick things, you said you'd want to nurture your email list more the next time you launch, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then also you might even increase your price, which is interesting. So did you yeah. feel like you could charge more for your program? Yeah, I mean, and that's kind of the, the well, that's sort of the, I guess maybe the one of the downfalls of pre-selling is because I think that, I mean, I wanted to definitely give them a ton of value, but then I realized, well, maybe I'm giving them almost too much value, (laughs) but, but you know, that's never a bad thing, but I think that I put, I put so much more into it than I thought I was going to put into it. You know, as I got going, I I just kept wanting to add more, add more, add more, add more. And I'm realizing that with similar products on the market, it probably would it could have been priced a little higher. Gotcha. So yeah, there's so many pros and cons with pre-launching or just getting it done and getting it out there. And again, there's good things about it and bad things about it. And you learn along the way. But here's the great thing. You have a list of things you do different. You said you would use Instagram stories and Instagram newsfeed more. And you even said that you would create more freebies the next time out. Mm -hmm. And all of these things are so great. But at the end of the day, you had a $35,000 launch and that is incredible. And you did so much right. I actually love your price point. I love that you did a three pay. I love that you kept the cart open for a little over a week. You did Facebook lives. You did your webinars. Um, the, so much went right. And I just want to let you know that I'm so proud of you. I really appreciate you sharing your story because Other people are listening now who have never created a course. And my hope for these episodes with my students is that they're listening, thinking, wait a second, 
I could do this. I've got something that I could put into a course. And what would you, what would you tell those people that are still on the fence and they're just a little bit nervous about creating a digital course? What would you say to them? I would say that it might seem really daunting when you learn about all the different parts of how to do it and all the things that you think you need to do. But just like, you know, we've talked about, I didn't do them all. There was definitely areas that I didn't get to. There's just not enough time for. I was not an expert at doing some of these things quite yet. So I left them, you know, by the wayside and I'll try and pick them up next time with the next launch. But even with the very few things that I did do, I did them well and I still had a lot of success. So you don't have to, don't think that you have to do it all. Pick what you can do, what you can manage for right now. And the next time you'll learn and you add a little bit more to the plate and a little bit more, a little bit more. And soon you'll be doing a ton, but yeah, don't think coming out of the gate that you got to do it all because it, it can happen, you know, even without it. Yes. You don't have to do it perfect. You don't have to do all the things and you can still have amazing success like Lauren has. So Lauren, thank you so very much. I know some people will be listening and they'll think, I want to check out this girl. So where can they learn more about you? Well, I am, my wreath business is Beautiful Mesh, but my course creation is all on Handmade Sellers University. Perfect. Thank you so very much. We'll link to it in the show notes and congratulations on your big success. Thank you so much. Thanks again. Take care. So there you have it. I hope my conversation with Lauren has you inspired and excited and starting to think about what a digital course might look like in your business. Thanks again for tuning in. Bye for now.